Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello, angels. Welcome. We're here. We're back. Um, kind of, sort of. Uh, <laughs> it's been a minute since we've done this, and we this is a new way of doing this because we normally are on StreamYard. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we'll just um, take a second. Let everybody kind of come in. We'll just chat a little bit. Apologies for you know not having a podcast or a reading this week. Um, you know, things happen. And personally, I'm post-surgery, so we're trying to practice what we preach and do those types of things. So, you know, I mean, (laughs) we're resting and taking care of ourselves, but we totally, I was totally excited for today because, you know, it's Friday the 13th. I love Friday the 13th. It's one of my most it's one of the best days usually of my week, like when that happens. Everybody's like, oh, and I'm like, no way, man. In, in back before the male patriarchy took over and wanted to disempower us women, it was considered goddess day, connecting to our divine feminine or even, and, and, you know, we think goddesses, we think, oh, they're, you know, with the flowing robes, but there's a lot of goddesses of the underworld too. It's not just of the, so if you're in your shadow moment, which wouldn't be surprising considering tomorrow is an eclipse, um, you know, embrace that shadow goddess embrace who you are who she is in you or they are in you you know it's it's not to say that you know it's it's not just all love and light there's balance there always has to be balance and of course that's what the eclipse does for us right so yeah you know embrace all the goddesses you know the the shadow and the light and and you know really honor them i've really been kind of I don't know, I don't know which goddess it was, but I was on a journey, you know, rabbit hole of, you know, you click on things and then you're at somewhere else and you don't know you're there. And I've been looking at a lot of like the goddesses and Scorpio season is upon us soon. And I struggle with the energy of Scorpio. Um, But at the same time, I think I struggle with it, but I admire it because they're, because of just, you know, they they have such a cool dismissive demeanor but inside of them is so much like i mean vanessa your daughter isn't she a scorpio my daughter is a scorpio uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like you know that you kind of have this exterior this cool really kind of exterior and then internally there's so much going on and yeah. there's this wealth of just emotion and feeling and depth and you know and i think that probably the reason why I, you know, kind of have difficulties with Scorpio season is because of the fact that of me not expressing that part of myself, my inner world, like always having that, I'm okay, everything's fine. Things on fire behind me, but everything is fine today. So (laughs) it's that kind of just connecting with that type of energy. So yeah, so welcome. I can't, don't know how to see, I can see comments, but I don't know how to see anything else so you're gonna have to be the like uh the comment person yeah um there's 
like I don't that, that we can see, but I can't see anything. Yeah, this is going to be interesting, friends, because we do something completely different. But we are here today to talk about human design. We have one of my favorite humans, Catherine McMains, here with us. Um, she is here to help us understand a brief overview of what human design is, as well as, you know, we're going to take a sneak peek into Vanessa's chart. You remember we did that our very first live on this page when I kind of put Vanessa on blast all over the internet about her entire chart. I'm like, I don't need to look at it. Let's just do it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about that, but there it is. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's my whole life right in front of everybody in the world. But Anyway, make you less nervous for a day like today. I'm like, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also want to thank Catherine for agreeing to do it. I feel like it's a little bit unconventional, maybe, to just kind of show up and be like, hey, person I don't know, I'm going to do this right now live. So I appreciate you wanting to do that. <laughs> I love the unconventional. So this is perfect for me. So thank you for having me. It's it really is such an honor to be here. Yeah. So Catherine is a human design analyst. She's a shadow embodiment coach or is that what guide coach is? <laughs> okay. I just want to use the right terms. But I just she has such depth and so many different things that wonderful things she does. But how did you become like connected to human design? What, what led you to this place? You know, that's a really great question that I've been trying to answer myself <laughs> because it was about three years ago. I discovered human design. I have no idea how it happened. I'm assuming it was just one of those divine things that just instantly, like as soon as it got implanted, it was like, no, this is your trajectory and you don't need to know how we got here. And, uh, but, but I think more than anything, it was just my constant journey into self, right? Like being a shadow embodiment guide, I became that through my own pursuit of trying to be a better version of myself and trying to be a more whole version of myself. And so I'm, I've been collecting all of the possible modalities for self and betterment for as long as I can remember. And so human design was just one of those that popped up at some point. And as soon as I started digging into it, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I didn't know that that what was, that's what was going on inside of me. And it just explained so much. And it was like all of the issues and strife and struggle in my life suddenly made so much sense. And I was like, okay, well, this is something that I keep that I need to keep pursuing. And, you know, and then I became totally obsessed with it. And here we are three years later. <laughs> I love that. That's so crazy. Cause I feel like a lot of people, you know, we come across things here and there and we get interested, but like, you know, it kind of passes, but to be like kind of drawn in that way is like awesome. That's it, it's like that divine intervention. That's like, Oh, this is, were you looking for purpose? Here you go. <laughs> you know, it's so our our human design can tell us what our purpose in this world is and my purpose is to be sorry angels there was a bit of a technical difficulty but you were just talking about when um what was his name raw 
Ra, yeah, Ra Uruhu. He, when he kind of created this system or continued? It was given to him. Okay. Yeah, from the, it's called The Voice. And I guess this is hilarious, little tidbit of info, is the voice that he heard over the course of these eight days, I guess it sounded like an 80-year-old woman that like smoked a pack of cigarettes a day and was just like this kind of thing. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Right? <laughs> and he, I guess he originally, um, he, he attributed it to the voice of the earth, of the mother earth. And so I love thinking about Mother Earth sounding like an eight-year-old smoker lady. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, over the course of eight days, he received this information and it was this total synthesis of all of these systems. But I guess for only three of those days was he actually learning about human design. And the rest of the time he was spent just learning about the world and how it works and the universe and what it all means. And yeah, so quite the experience and he was like he's not even a, he said until the day he died he's like I'm not a spiritual guy like I don't I never believed in this kind of stuff and then this really crazy mystical experience happened I was given this information and then I started applying it to my life and then I started helping others and it just all kind of fell into place and it and he never wanted to be a guru like it was never about him trying to make money or create a following yeah. He actually first started giving this information to like therapists were the first people he worked with so that, and, and he always said that this information really is more for children than anybody else. Okay. Because if we were able to give our children the blueprint of who they are and raise them from a place of who they are, then they never have to try to be anything different and they never feel lost right? Because they have something to reference to come back to that is purely them over and over again. And they don't have to go through the process of deconditioning, which is what us as adults have to do yeah. when we learn about human design. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, were we not talking about it? That makes so much sense. I mean, I feel like that's, that's my goal, you know, as a mom is, you know, just being like, yeah. let's, let's like, let have have less of that programming from the outside come in and have more of that strength from the internal of knowing who you are and being comfortable with that, you know, as, as innate within you versus some sort of like something happened or something went wrong. Like that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going through, cause I have, I have three kiddos. Two of them are nine-year-old twins, boy and girl. And we, they're both projectors in the human design system. They're also, their charts are super open, which makes them very malleable to their environment, sensitive to their environment. And they're incredibly emotional beings. And we've realized that sending them to public school every day is crushing the life out of them. Yeah. And it's like, and, and their dad, who doesn't know about human design, was all like, well, this is going to build like resilience if they just keep pushing on. And I was like, but okay, but I'm going to need to sit down and show you why this is actually going to like just destroy their inner light rather than actually make them resilient. Like this is how we end up with kids who turn to drugs when they're teenagers is yeah. because they're not being held in the container that provides safety right and that's what kids at this age need more than anything is like that's how they build resilience is by feeling safe yeah. right and that's how they become secure adults and it's like uh so please like we need to keep these kids at home so yeah but i don't think i would have gotten there myself 
I hope I would, but I don't know if I would have if I didn't have human design to reference. You know, it's totally changed my parenting methods. That's amazing. Yeah. It's it's like, it's almost like, you know, I always feel like before I understood human design, I always felt like astrology was like the key into the places that 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 person may not know about themselves and, and how to communicate. But human design takes that I always say it, it's like astrology on steroids, it gives you a deeper in like insight to a human and how to connect with them and how to understand your connection. And like when my, um, my type is is manifester. And I never understood why I work so well with certain people. Like when we get together, like things happen, like it was it's like magic. And then, you know, and, and taking a class with Catherine, it was like, that's because they're generators and manifestors don't have much internal, like they don't have much generating force energy, but if they connect with a generator who are like vortexes of whirlwind energy, then they take the energy that I give and they magnify it and they make it bigger and it becomes like this, get things done. And like it augments things. And it's like, Oh my God, that's why it works. <laughs> It's like, I can do anything. Yes. It's like, you know, it's like your peanut butter to your jelly. It's like you just kind of come together and make this glorious, tasty sandwich. You know, it's just, it's just this, I mean. And, you and, and Vanessa, a glorious, you, tasty sandwich. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Peanut butter and jelly was referenced in my day today, by the way. And I'm feeling like, well, now I need one. Yeah. <laughs> All signs are pointing to a sandwich. <laughs> but I mean, do you, I mean, Vanessa, I mean, your type, which we'll learn in a few seconds, like, do you, I don't think that we would have been as successful as we have been for three years of not planning a darn thing, not really structuring this in any way. The only structure is just how it's presented to the world in the formatting and in the posts and stuff like that. That's the only structure. I don't think that if we had been different types, like it wouldn't, yeah. it may have worked, but like the way that it works here is like, we create some sort of magic, man. And yeah. it's because of how we connect in that way. So yeah. I find so, it fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Cause like there's only, there's a couple people that I know that, that have talked about their human design and I definitely see the difference in our dynamic, you know? And then when, when you had told me, you know, like, I, and I've never like, I, I, again, like I was like, I have the word for what my human design is. <laughs> I don't believe anything else. Um, but I was like, Oh, okay. Like that does make sense you know, and you were kind of talking to me about it. And I was like, Oh, yeah, like, because now I can, like, like Catherine was saying, like, now I see it, like, you know, you feel it, you know it, but you don't know it, you know, and then you see it, and you're like, Oh, my God, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I actually just pulled up your guys's connection chart. So when we put your energies together in the body graph, you guys complete each other. It's oh, really you guys, you guys fill in all of the centers. You have six electromagnetic connections, which is a lot. I only have one with my husband, you know, like you guys have a lot of electrical, like powerful, boomy energy together. And so there is this, just like this, this effortless flow between the two of you where it's like, everything like you were saying grace like everything that you want to get done 
then gets sent over to Vanessa and she's able to translate it in a way that feels really good to you. So in a way that you probably would do yourself because you have very similar energies and then it happens vice versa, right? Yeah. So it's like in the way that you've wanted to be completed with somebody, you get that with each other. Yeah. And there's this comfort and there's this safety because you guys fill in each other's centers. So it's like, there's just, you guys feel really safe with, actually, I was just talking about with my husband, I went down a rabbit hole about John Lennon and Paul McCartney and their human designs and then Yoko Ono and how she came in and disrupted everything yeah. is because Yoko and John, they com they complete each other. And what happens when a couple completes each other that way is that they get so comfortable that they never want to leave the house because they're like, well, I have everything right here. Like, why would I go anywhere else? And that's why she destroyed the Beatles is because they were too comfortable with each other. <laughs> and that's why they protested in a fucking hotel room. Sorry if I'm not allowed to curse. No, oh, you're allowed no. We're potty mounds. Because like, that's like the ultimate, like completing each other energy is like, they didn't want to leave. And so they're like, well, if we're going to protest, we're going to do it from the comfort of this hotel room, you know? Yeah. And that's just ultimate that energy. So, so it is always really fascinating to break down, like how the energies work with people and why they get along as well as they do or why they don't. Yeah. <laughs> as a backstory. So Vanessa and I knew each other in high school. We were cheerleaders together and um, we, like after high school, after I graduated, I moved away and she did her thing. And then, gosh, I don't know what year it was. We connected again for a little bit. And then she and I did the Hail Mary across the country to Sedona, Arizona. And then shortly after I did that, she did the same thing south to Florida. So it was like we were both having like things happen like at the same time and we had started something with other people called Earth Angels, and we were just like, we wanted something to happen, but it wasn't time. And then the pandemic hit, and then all we have been like, Sundays are our download days. Like, we catch up, we support each other, we, it's, we record, it's like a four to five hour, like, long connection. And, and, and we just create magic and, and like, things happen. And, and when we don't do that, like when we miss that, we took a summer off from recording, we were like, something in my life is missing. We were so bereft because we couldn't, it's like we needed that moment to connect and start fresh for the new week. <laughs> yeah, because it is so healing to have somebody in your life that just gets you. Oh, yeah. You know, like not only gets you, but also challenges you to be the best version of yourself, right? Yeah. Because when you get to experience the fluidity of your energy moving through your chart, you're like, oh, now I get to really practice like all of those things that I've been seeking. Now I get to play with them and I get to experience them and I get to show myself what I can really be made of, you yeah. know? And, and yeah, it's really beautiful that oh, I just love that you guys have this story. <laughs> oh, it's so precious. I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, I mean, again, like, we, like, you know, we, it's like you know but then when you see like there's just this extra feeling of the cosmic part of it you know of just yeah. being like well no it's not weird that it's effortless it's by yeah. design <laughs> Vanessa you complete me 
Right, literally, it's so romantic. It's not blurry, right? I do this thing with my camera because I'm too active, and then I get blurry for a while. So sorry, everyone. The generator of the room, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> being much- like we're good. Yeah. yeah. Micro- oh, here we are. And we're back. Um, if anybody who's watching, cause I can't tell if anybody's watching with the way that I see this, cause God only knows. Um, if you have a question for Catherine, as we go through Vanessa's chart, please drop it in the comments. If we have time left over after we will absolutely do questions. Um, so I say, let's get into what Vanessa's chart says. <laughs> yeah. Do, should I share my screen? Sure. You can try. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know, will it let me? I don't know, but I can give you permission. Let's see, present. Sure. All right. Did it work? It did. Yay. Okay, perfect. So this is you, Vanessa, on an energetic level. So I always like to start off by going through like, uh, like the all of the centers, what it means to have something colored in, what all the lines mean, just so that we know what we're talking about, right? Okay. So, so up top, up here, we have the head center and the Ajna center. So again, like these are um, interpretations of the Hindu chakra system. So the head center is like the crown chakra, the Ajna is like the third eye. So the fact that you have both of those open means that you're very open mentally and that's a really beautiful thing like um you want to be as open as possible all the time because our the places where we're open are the areas that are like our schools in life they're the areas where we learn the most about ourselves and others and environments and the world as a whole and everything that's out there our openness is where we experience variety And so it's important for you, it's important for people who have open heads and open ajnas to not identify too strongly about any one thing and for it to be okay that like there's never enough information out there for you, you know, it's like you're constantly seeking, okay, what else, what else, what else, you know, I always say are hilarious. Yeah, there's this wonderful saying, it's there's 144 truths or 144 sides to every truth. And it's one of my favorite sayings. And you're the kind of person you're like, okay, well, I want to see 144 sides to every single truth in the world. However, so the thing about having an open center is that this is also the areas where you're or anywhere that you're open, even where like we have all the lines, all the lines that are in black, that means that they're open. And anywhere that you are open is where you can experience what's called the not self or like the the shadow side to these areas. So the shadow side to an open head is thinking about things that don't matter, which I also have an open head and hello, the amount of things I think about that just simply doesn't matter is hilarious. Right. And you're laughing. So, you know, (laughs) because it's been my mantra in the last year to be like, Stop making things matter that don't matter. <laughs> Does it matter? It probably doesn't matter. And then the other side, the other not self theme, that's a really big prevalent one for the open head is trying to solve other people's problems. 
So it's like, <laughs> you have so much mental energy. You're like, well, I'm going to use this for everybody else too. <laughs> why I'm in a great career for it. Cause it's literally my job, but I have such a hard time. I just feel like, well, I can help all of you people, whether you <laughs> ask me to or not. Like, I definitely am going to figure out some answer for you because I never stop thinking about your yeah. problems and my problems and all the problems. Yeah. yeah. So when you find yourself in those moments, just know, okay, I probably need to get into my body. I need to move my, my body. I need to do something different. I need to shift the energy because too much mental activity can be a downfall, as we know. And then the Ajna, the not self theme of the Ajna is pretending to be certain when you're not. So the thing about the Ajna is like, this is the area. So the head is like the area of inspiration. And then the Ajna is the conceptualization of the inspiration. It's like where we have our beliefs. And so people with an open Ajna can sometimes worry that they come across as stupid because they never feel like they have enough information, right? Like that's because you're always seeking. And so they feel like, well, I don't know everything there is to know so then I must be stupid, but then I don't want people to think I'm stupid. So I'm going to pretend to be certain even when I'm not, you know, and it doesn't, you don't come across as the kind of person that does that, but when you were younger, yeah, usually when you're younger, hopefully that's something that people grow out of. Um, but, but just being okay with the fact that you're never going to have all the answers, you know, there's never going to be enough information. There's never an ending point because it is just constant. There's always constantly more information to be had. I became, I became a frustrating person to argue with for one reason. And now I'm a frustrating person to argue with. (laughs) One, because I was so certain. And now because I'm like, well, there's too many possibilities for either one of us to be certain. Exactly. Like neither of us are right. So (laughs) nobody wants to hear that. No. So moving down, we have the throat center. That's the area of communication, obviously. And having it defined means that your voice is your superpower often, you know, like your voice is something that people are ready to hear it usually. And uh, I mean, there's always going to be those people who are like, "Mm, stop talking lady. But for the most part, people are going to be wanting to borrow your vocal energy. People are going to be feeling inspired by your voice, especially because you have um, you have this channel right here defined, which is the channel of the role model. So the channel of the role model. um, Oh, I'm sorry. It's the channel of leadership. The role model is right next to it. So the, the leadership channel is like the elected leader. It's not like I'm here to lead everybody. It's really like to hear you're here to lead people who appoint you as their leader. And that's not up to you. Right. And so people with this channel, like oftentimes will come across, you know, people out in the world that are like just hungry for what you have to say. And they really like you having a podcast is a perfect platform for you because there are going to be people who are just like, she, she's just the authority on her area of expertise. And I trust what she has to say. And they really respect you um, because that's a very powerful channel to have. And it's also like, you know, it's, it's um, quite the responsibility, you know, so use it wisely because Hitler had this and we know how that went. So <laughs> I will try not to try to take over the world. Yeah, don't be a dictator. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't be a dictator. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so strong, um, strong vocal capabilities, the not self theme of the, so even if you have an area defined, so defined means that that is the gift that you came into the world with. It's like, it's always there. There's constant energy running through it. Um, and open centers, while yes, we're experiencing energies moving through it, it's not consistent, it's not reliable. So with open set or with closed centers, defined centers, we know that it's always there for us. Um, so, but if you were to have this open, or if you were just, maybe you've had a lot of life experiences that really crushed your ability to feel connected to your throat for whatever reason, um, then you might still experience the not self theme and the not self theme of the throat is trying to get attention, right? Like trying to be heard and maybe speaking out of turn or talking over people and just being like too intense with your voice, just being like, listen to me. Um, I think we've all been there to some degree. Yeah, I also have a defined throat, but I've definitely, I've absolutely been there myself. So, so moving down, we have the G center. You also have this defined. The G center is the area of love, direction, and identity. And so people who have this defined, well, yes, like you might want to have a lot of experiences. You're pretty set in your ways in which direction you're going. People who have this undefined tend to be like the pinballs of the world where they're just bing, 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 bing. Like they're like changing their identity every single day. They're those kinds of people that like probably have like every possible like collection of clothes you could think of because they want to have like a different look and aesthetic for each day. Um, open G center people tend to travel a lot and extensively. They want to see the world, but somebody like you, not to say that you can't do that, but there's going to be more grounding in it. It's going to be more purposeful. It's not like I'm doing this because I don't know who I am and it really freaks me out. It's like, no, I'm doing this because, you know, it's going to bring me this experience. It's going to be fun. Um, also having it defined and because it's connected to your, um, to your relationship with love, love. I think this is one of the things where it really depends on the purpose, the person and other things going on in their chart. But technically, people who have the, the G center defined aren't constantly seeking for validation from like a romantic partner. They don't feel like they need to like be constantly seeking somebody in order for them to like feel completed, right? Not to say that that can't ever be your experience, but people with this defined tend to not go through that in the way that open G center people would. Yeah. So that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you have um, this little tiny guy right here. This is the um, the heart center. It's also known as the will center or the ego center. I like to refer to it as the ego center because it is the center of I, me, and mine. It's me, 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 how I feel about myself and how I feel about myself in relation to others. So it's all about self worth. It's all about um, your ability to uh, follow through with commitments. It's like your your sense of value for yourself. And so having it defined is actually very rare. And Grace, you also have this defined, right? I think so. I don't have my chart here, but I think okay. so. Yeah, you're also defined there. So 
So Vanessa, you having this defined is very rare. Only one third of the population has it defined. And the thing about it is that it's really important for you to like, when you make a commitment, when you make a promise, it's very important for you to follow through with it because your reputation will be at stake if you don't, because people have this expectant energy from you because it's defined. They're kind of expecting you to prove yourself to like show up and be like, yeah, I am who I say I am. And, you know, I do what I say I'm going to do. And so people who have this defined, it's actually kind of, kind of a big job. It's kind of like, kind of intense and it's not as fun for people like me who have it undefined and have nothing to prove <laughs> but both yeah. of us struggle because both of us we take it so personally being that this is connected to our self-worth we both whether we're defined or not we take it so personally when you know when people when we don't feel like we're valued or like we're important enough we we, we tend to struggle with our worth no matter what because we're human Right. But hopefully if you just show up and make promises that you can actually keep, hopefully people's response to you will keep you feeling good about yourself. Right. So that means not putting too many things on your plate, being realistic about your commitments. And we're, we're going to get into the fact that you're a manifesting generator in a little bit. And manifesting generators, you guys are chronic doers. And you tend to take on way more than is humanly possible. So if you feel like you maybe let people down more than you would like, because you're like, ah, juggling too many plates. I imagine that like that waitress who's on roller skates and she's like juggling like 15 plates, you know, like that's a manifesting generator in a nutshell. Yeah. And so be really careful about what else you're putting on your plate yeah. because, it, because yeah. it will affect your reputation which will affect your self-worth and your self-value and we don't want that yeah. so we have this little guy over here which is your solar plexus also known as your emotional center and the solar plexus having this defined the solar plexus is the most powerful center in the body graph and it's so powerful because it's all about our emotional intelligence. And so having this defined means that you are here to be a very emotional being. And everybody like me and Grace, when we're around you, we're feeling this emotional wave that's constantly rolling through you. You're having highs, you're having lows, everything in between all of the time. There is no stopping the roller coaster that is your feelings. And we don't want to. Because like the emotional intelligence is just so potent. And the point of you being an emotional being is being able to ride those waves and collect data from every point. So when you are in an elevated state, because like your emotional center is your point of like, it's what's known as your inner authority, which is your inner, de inner decision-making compass. So like when you're trying to figure out what's right for you, you need to be checking in with how you feel about it. And the only way you're going to know how you feel about something is if you brush up against it on all the points of your wave. 
So when you're high, when you're more neutral, when you're down low and everything in between, because you're naturally like, this is all subconscious. You don't even have to try. You are collecting data about that person, that scenario, that situation, that environment. And you're thinking, okay, do I still like it when I'm high? Do I still like it when I'm more neutral? Do I still like it when I'm low? Like, so when I collect all this data and I'm seeing how it makes me feel in all these different ways, that's how I can figure out whether or not it's actually going to be healthy for me. Because you can get really excited about something and be like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing or most amazing person. And you might dive into something immediately because it's so exciting and you're like, hell yeah. And then a day later, you're like, oh crap what have I done? Like, why did, why did I make that commitment? Because there's all this fine print that I didn't even know was there. And I realized that this person is actually flaming garbage, you know? And because when you're on the other side of your wave, you have a totally different perspective, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And we love it about you. We do. So entertaining, if nothing else. Right? Yeah. It's very entertaining. I love watching emotional authorities because you guys are a hoot. You really are. <laughs> so the important thing for somebody like you, in order to avoid those moments of like, whoa, crap, what did I get myself into? What you got to do is give yourself time to collect more data before committing to anything asking more questions and just allowing yourself to sit with the feelings and let them roll through you. And don't try to, because the whole point of human design is to get out of your head when making decisions. Like this is really like figuring out what's my inner authority so that I can make better choices that are in true alignment for me. That is the whole point of human design. How can I make better choices so that I'm actually living the life that's meant for me? rather than living this life of not self, living my life as a slave to other people and doing what everybody thinks is right. It's like, no, what's right for me on an energetic level. And the only way that you can figure it out is how you feel about something, but not making rash decisions in the moment. Because it's really easy for you to be like, oh, I have really big feelings. And sometimes those are really intense, like down at the bottom feelings and you can be like, I'm going to tear everything apart because I'm angry and I can. And uh, don't let yourself do that if at all possible. Allow that emotional wave to roll through you. And if you still want to tear everything down after a couple of days, then you're more than welcome to. But at least give yourself two days to kind of, you want to get more neutral. That's the whole point of it is like, try to get more neutral and then make a decision and then check in with your feelings, get out of your head, check in with your feelings. Okay. I've given myself a couple of days. How do I feel about this? Does that make sense? Oh, it makes a ton of sense. <laughs> Grace, Grace is, you know, laughing because she's watched me go through quite a bit of those things. And, and, and she knows that this is, these are the things that I'm working on. I'm just being like, okay, I have to sit in it really uncomfortable you know and we sit down on Sunday and I'm like I'm just trying to go with the flow and I just want to do stuff mm -hmm. like I, I, I can't not like it's so hard for me to not to do something right like to just feel like I'm doing something it feels like I'm doing the opposite when I'm 
like evaluating or when I'm sitting and waiting for the emotional wave, right? Like it makes sense to think of it that way because the emotion, like I, I pile on the emotion of impatience and I pile on the emotion of like urgency and mm-hmm. that I make decisions. And it's like, I keep proving to myself that those decisions are not the ones like, I love the way that you described it. Like when it's hitting up against other parts, like other ways of how, how I feel and being like, oh no. <laughs> when I'm normal, it doesn't feel good. Why did I do that when I felt that way? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the really cool thing about giving yourself that time and that patience is that because if somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, I want you to be involved in this thing, they give you an opportunity and you tell them, you're like, hey, you know what? This is a really cool opportunity, but I need to, I need to feel this out. So give me a couple of days, give me a week, depending on how big of an opportunity it is, the bigger it is, the more you want to wait, like take as much time as you really can. But what you, what happens when you do that, it's actually a really great filtration system because the people who it's, it's helping you see who really wants you for you and who wants you as just like somebody to use for your energy because you have so much powerful energy inside of you. There are a lot of people who are going to want to take advantage of that. So when you say to somebody like, Hey, let me just feel this out for a couple of days. And if they're like, Nope, this offer expires like in five minutes. So if you aren't going to do it, just let me know now. That's when like, okay, well then clearly you actually don't want me. You actually don't respect me and this wasn't ever going to work anyway and then the other people who really want you for you they probably really don't want to be rejected and so they might even sweeten the pot you know they'd be like okay well yeah if you need to think about it uh but you know then we'll give you this also if you you know decide to go with us you know they're going to be like trying to like butter you up and to help you say that yes Right. So then you might get a better deal than you would have otherwise. So you have convinced me (laughs) that my rash decisions Uh because I I do get excited. I get so excited about, I I, I mean, finding the whole idea of like manifesting generators, like, oh, that makes so much sense because I want to give my energy to people. I want to give, give to their projects and give to their ideas and sit down with them and like pour into them. And it's like, you know, I've had to learn or I'm trying to still learn that like when it just because it's presented to me doesn't mean that I have to go and be part of it and, and put my energy into it, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's perfect. That makes yeah. Sense. And let's so let's talk about the sacral because this this little red square right here, this is what makes you a generator. And so the generator using the sacral energy this is a massive energy hub it's like the ultimate battery and it's constantly creating more energy all of the time and that's what people are feeding off of right that's because it's it's literally life force energy that you are emanating and creating pumping it out constantly you don't even have to try and so the thing about having that defined and having that constantly emanating like you said like people are so hungry and you are so ready to give it away because you want something to do with it but here's the thing now i don't mean this in a not nice way but just know that the sacral is not intelligent it's actually i like to refer to it as big dumb dog energy where it's just like 
hey everybody yeah you want to go do stuff i want to go do stuff let's go play yeah let's just go let's go you guys you want to go chase the ball i don't care whatever you want i'm just so happy to be here you know <laughs> i guess it's perfect people <laughs> to be included and thought of it just is ready to play at all times and i love you guys for it so with that in mind, knowing that the sacral isn't exactly intelligent and it will just put its energy wherever it can, it means that you really got to be checking in with that inner authority and just being like, ah, this is really where I need to be expending my energy. Because the thing is, it's like, yes, you have this powerful sacral force and you're constantly emanating energy. But the thing is, it's like, it will start to if you're not using it in a way that's truly for you, it will start to degrade your body. It will just start start to degrade your, your emotional health, your mental health. It starts to suck the life out of you. Yeah. And the thing about the thing about generators is that they're here to be satisfied. They're here to be in their joy. They're literally just here to be happy. But if you're constantly putting your energy into something that doesn't feel good, and you're constantly being drained of your life force energy. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was my greatest. We're having a party. <laughs> We're not draining my energy. I mean, I feel like that was definitely like, are you paying attention? <laughs> Woo, I don't even know what just happened. That's so good. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. Thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so like you said, Vanessa, I think the universe is like, you need to be paying attention to this. Don't put your energy into things that don't feel good for you. Prioritize your happiness first. Because the point of a generator so there's generators and manifesting generators. And what makes the difference is that the manifesting generators, like you have this stream of energy connecting you to your, your throat center. So you got this channel connecting to the G center and then this channel connecting to your sacral. And so having that fluid line of energy connection makes you that manifesting generator because the, the throat center is also a point of manifestation. And that's what makes Grace the manifester that she is, is that she has her throat connected to one of the other motor centers, um, but she doesn't have her sacral defined. So the throat needs to be kept connected to a motor center, which is either, either going to be the ego, the solar plexus, the um, root, or um, the sacral. And so having it connected to one of these three is going to make you a manifester, but having it connected to the, the sacral makes you a manifesting generator. So you get like a combination of the manifester energy with the generator energy, which makes a very, very powerful combination, um, which makes you even more in high demand, honestly. So, so, but making sure that that energy is being used for your happiness first, more than anything else, because you are here to burn through your energy, doing what you love, going to bed at night, feeling exhausted, but like, oh, that was amazing. I'm so tired. Maybe my body hurts, but that was amazing. You know, just that ultimate satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And then waking up and doing it all over again the next day, you know? Yeah. So that's the point that you want to get to. Um, 
And then having your, your root down here, having your root undefined means that this is going to be more of that like super chaotic needing to move energy all of the time because the root center helps us process like adrenaline and stress. And having this open means that you don't have a consistent way to process all of that. And the root center is also a pressure center. The root and the head are both pressure centers. And so having a pressure center means that it's like constantly pushing things really intensely through you. And without being able to like fully digest and process all of the stress and adrenaline that your body does experience is, is gonna make you feel like, oh, I just need to get rid of like all of this stress. And so I need to get all of these things off of my plate and I just need to like go, go, go. And I just can't, I can't handle having things on my to-do list. I can't handle having things that need to get done and I need to do them. And then you're constantly in the state of like, well, this, now this needs to get done and this needs to get done and this needs to get done. And that kind of, you know, that might create issues in your life. Yeah. All the time and then, but then but then as you were talking about before i like to put things on my plate so it's just an endless cycle of putting things on my plate and then being overwhelmed by the things that i put on my my plate and wanting to run away from them <laughs> yeah exactly so like being a manifesting generator with an open root like i'm sorry <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm just gonna apologize because that doesn't sound fun at all it isn't sometimes i mean like it's and I've had a lot of fun, but I feel like it's definitely yeah. chaotic. You know, like it feels chaotic. It's a fun chaos, but a lot of times that, that chaos that you're talking about is just kind of feeling ungrounded and feeling, mm -hmm. you know, like, ah, I got to get it away. Got, but it never goes away, you know. Yeah. yeah, so the best thing you can do is just try to remember that this is an, an area of susceptibility for you and trying to really focus on grounding practices, trying to really ask yourself, like, does this actually need to get done right now? Is this really as urgent as I'm making it, right? Um, so, so yeah, just being really mindful, like when you are feeling that really intense stress, like, do I need to be feeling this? Or do I just need to chill the fuck out? Usually, right? <laughs> So, and then we have your spleen over here. So the, the open spleen, the not self theme of the spleen. So the spleen is all about like uh, intuition. It's about um, survival. Like this is one of like the oldest centers in the original body graph because our body graph hasn't always looked like this. It's evolved over the years. And uh, so this is one of the oldest, most ancient reliability centers that we've had. And so this is the center that's been keeping us alive for as long as we've been humans, right? Because it's hyper aware, it's very much in the now, and it's constantly surveying its environment to make sure that there's nothing trying to kill us. So having this open, again, means you don't have reliable, consistent energy to that, which means you probably might not always realize when something isn't good for you. And so there's a good chance that you might hold on to the things like people, jobs, environments way longer than you should. Oh, girl. <laughs> and Grace has this defined. It's actually her inner authority. So Ugh. she probably is constantly like, oh my God, Vanessa. <laughs> but don't you know that you could just like not deal with that anymore? <laughs> So you're done? 
done. No, we're not done. <laughs> we're keep learning that lesson the hard way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we love it because this is an area of wisdom for you. So remember, our open centers are our areas of wisdom. They're here to teach us these lessons. So because that is something that you're going to come up against your entire life, it's going to be a lesson that you keep learning is like, is this really good for me? Is this serving me on a soul level, on a physical level, emotional? Like, what is this really serving me? Do I really need it? And that's something you're going to constantly have to ask yourself over and over and over again. And you're going to become like this wise old sage in that area because of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Cause I do feel like that it, it, it doesn't feel like that ever gets resolved and will get resolved because I, 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 there's so many other, I feel like there's other parts of me that make that so difficult for me, you know, like, you know, some of that Libra energy and, you know, like trauma energy and things like that, that make it so difficult to just cut, you know, just, okay, you, mm -hmm. you have enough information, just go like, Oh, I don't think I do. Let me just get more and more and more and more. And, and then eventually, you know, I will go, but it's yeah, a long time. But you got to go through all the hardship first. You got to go through and make sure that you really beat that dead horse as much as possible. Because mm -hmm. yeah. why wouldn't you? So, so yeah, that's the body graph. That's like the energy is like in, I mean, we're just talking about the centers. We kind of touched on channels. The gates and channels are a whole other can of worms that will take a lot more time. But I really wanted to like get through the body graph, what magic you've got going for you, what your inner authority is, your decision-making process. And I would love to talk about like the different types. So the types, like I said, like what makes a manifesting generator is the connection of the throat to the sacral. And so all the different types are based off of like, they're like these themes of energy and how the energy wants to be utilized. So for somebody like you, a manifesting generator, you have this abundance of energy. The manifester part, the manifester is very creative. The manifestors of the world, the grace are innovators. They're trailblazers. They're very like out of the box thinkers. They're here to make something or be a part of something that is very new. Like think of Steve Jobs, ultimate manifestor energy, taking something that didn't exist and making like something that is used by everybody, right? So that CEO of the world, like I'm going to be the one that creates the, you know, the product, the company. And so having the manifester with the generator means that you want to create and that generator wants you to create all of the things. It wants you to put your hands in all of the cookie jars, not just one, not just two, but every single cookie jar that you could possibly imagine because, and you want, and that's the thing is like manifesting generators oftentimes get looked at as unreliable or flaky. And it's because you guys, you are here to spread your energy as far and wide as possible. It's not very natural for you to stay in any one place for too long because you get in there, you move through the system really fast. You shake it up. You're like, ha, look what I did. I made it better. You're welcome. 
and then you put it down and you move on to the next thing. And sometimes you go back to that other thing, you know, like sometimes you will go back to stuff, but chances are most of them are going to be left in the dust and probably handed off to somebody else, somebody who's a generator, <clears throat> because just plain gener generators, <laughs> plain generators. <laughs> <laughs> Generator. <laughs> I'm gonna say that every time. I just know it. <laughs> happens once, never be the same ever again. So the just the straight up generators, they they don't feel the need to scatter their energy as much. They tend to once they enter into something correctly, they have a really strong staying power because they want to master whatever it is that they're in. Manifesting generators, because you're so innovative in your thinking, you can usually jump into something, figure it out really quickly. You can like, you take these like huge leaps and bounds through like all of the steps that somebody normally would take. You'd be like, well, that's all useless. I'm just gonna go from here to here. I'm gonna start and then I'm gonna finish immediately. And because you do that, you create a new way of doing things. And so you leave your trademark on everything you touch. And you're literally here to do that. You're here to touch as many things and enhance because that trademark is of an enhancement usually, as long as you're getting into things correctly, right? As long as you're making commitments that are really truly for you and in alignment with who you are, things are always going to be better when you touch them because you are magic and everybody wants to be you. So <laughs> everybody wants what you got going on, girlfriend. So making sure that when you're making those commitments, they're really for you so that you can move from thing to thing to thing and just create this lineage of beauty behind you. And, and also having to explain to people in your life that stagnancy is your worst enemy. You know, staying in one place for too long is very detrimental to who you are. And having people in your life that are willing to watch you just be this wild and untamed and hungry, just thirsty for all the experiences person, like having people who really value that about you, right? Because you don't exactly bring stability a lot of the time. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> any of the time. Or any of the time. And that's okay though. And that's, I think like, I actually was just having a session with somebody the other day. It was a shadow embodiment session. We weren't even necessarily talking about human design, but I knew his human design. And he was saying how he feels like he just like, he really has always hated on himself his entire life because he felt like he could never really stay in any one place for too long. He felt like he just sucked at follow through. He feel like he was always letting people down because he would start things and then move on really quickly. He never stayed at one job for very long. And to society, that's a negative. And I'm just like, but what if that's actually exactly who you're supposed to be? You know, and he just broke down in tears. He was like, you mean like, that's okay? And I'm like, yeah, let yourself be that wild, crazy person that wants to have these experiences. So, so manifesting generators, you're here to do a lot. You really are. And you need, you literally need to be doing a lot for your own health. So when people try to put you in a box, be like, no. Yeah. And I do that. And I feel like it's like, 
you know, like you were saying, like it, it, people don't like it or, you know, like it, it especially, you know, it, it, the weeding out part of it, you know, of, of, of the people that are going to pressure that and then not accept that as being like, okay, or being my truth is like help, helps them move on. Like, and, and that's, again, like, I feel like in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of, um, you know, trying to discern, you know, who's here for what and what, what I'm doing and how I'm, how I'm participating in the depletion of myself by not noticing when somebody's coming for my energy versus coming for a collaboratory thing or you know something that that is good for me also right like that 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 energy exchange versus just the you know just taking from me so that's been um yeah and i think <clears throat> i want to reflect too is that i think it's also a part of you that gets frustrated with like you have these dreams and ideas and you begin them and then it takes on a different form and then somebody kind of takes over and it's like all of a sudden you're like, I'm not tied to that dream anymore. And you get frustrated with yourself because you're like, I just don't know what it is. And, and it's not, you're not supposed to know because that's just essentially who you are. And it's frustrating when you're trying to grow roots, but a, a manifesting generator trying to grow roots is like a tumbleweed, like flourishing, <laughs> being green. <laughs> I feel like it's like so validating to be like, this is why I can't control it, right? Like this is why for my whole life trying to control these things was has been futile. Like I'm, it's not like stubbornness, you know what I mean? Like you try to to figure out why it's like this. Why, you know, is it trauma? Like what is my deal? Like why can't I just sit somewhere and be there? Why can't I just be one thing? And it's like I don't. I, it, it literally burns <laughs> to think of, uh, of that and to be that and, and that stagnant, what feels like stagnant, but could be stable for somebody else. But for me, feels stagnant energy, you know, like it's, it's very, you know, validating to just be like, well, I mean, it's just you, like, that is just who you are. So embracing it further, you know, I've, I've learned, you know, to, to kind of, you know, I just throw my hands up in the air, which is not really embracing it. <laughs> It's more like, well, I guess we're all dealing with this. <laughs> yeah. You know, just kind of being like, this is a good thing. Like, to, it's it's like when you were describing it, it's like, maybe I'm like Tinkerbell. I'm just running around, like, sprinkling on people because that's what I like to do. And I'm allowed to do it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I've described you guys. You're just like, you have your special magic fairy dust and you're just like, and you get some magic and you get some magic and you get some magic. And like, you're the Oprah of the magic fairy, magic fairy dust. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing, the most important thing and this is one of the other aspects to the manifesting generator because we talked about like how you your inner authority is your emotional compass but when it comes to making sure that you're moving in a way that's really appropriate for your energy you want to be making sure that you're following your strategy when you start learning about human design you will hear all about strategy and authority strategy and authority and they will like like that's the thing that they want to hammer in because your strategy is to respond to life and then your inner authority is your emotional center so the strategy for the manifesting generator is to wait for life to come to them like unlike so grace for example she can just initiate she doesn't have to wait for nothing like her 
strategy is technically to inform, but I mean, well, she really doesn't have a strategy ultimately because she doesn't really have to inform people of what she's doing. She can just go and do, but she just might like piss people off if she just goes and does without telling them what she's up to. <laughs> Be like, um, do I matter in your life? I don't know. Like, do you care about me? Are you ever going to come back? Like, what's going on? Why haven't you answered my text for six months? <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. You're like, sorry, I was busy initiating. I forgot about you. Because so, you tend to get wrapped up in your own little world. And you should. Like, that's what you're here for. You need to be, like, focused on your stuff. And, uh, and it's good for you to not be distracted by others. But so she can initiate and she can just go and do. Gen because you have the generator, though, and the sacral is super powerful, you need to wait for life to come to you. So when you find yourself initiating, that's how you know that you're already down the wrong path because you're trying to force something that isn't ready or maybe it's just not even right for you. And so, but the thing is, it's like having that, that sacral energy, you really are a magnet and you're never without opportunities. You're never without things to respond to because you're very, very, you're just like, do you know Abraham Hicks? Yeah. Abraham Hicks was designed for generators because it's all about that vortex, right? Like whatever's in your vortex, like the quality of your vortex is gonna depend on the quality of experiences that you have. You guys are the vortex. And so thinking about like when I am trying to fill my vortex with things by initiating that I'm not leaving space for all of the things that naturally want to come to me. Yeah. So, so making sure that you're keeping your vortex nice and open so that when you are being a magnet, you're getting those things that are really going to be supportive of who you are, because we're all on, uh, we're all on this fixed path, like to a degree of we're all heading towards our purpose in one way or another. And how awesome we end up feeling during that process really depends on how we're using our energy and how much time we're spending trying to do shit that maybe we shouldn't be doing, you know? Yeah. That doesn't actually make us feel good at the end of the day. You know, I'm not here to initiate either as a projector. It's like literally the worst thing for me to do. And like the last three years have been me learning that lesson and right there with you <laughs> a really intense way it's like oh like i was doing like the math of like the damage <laughs> yeah like, wow i don't think i've ever fucked up so hard in my life and it was because of the sheer amount of stuff that i was trying to force when i should have just been waiting for things to come to me yeah mm -hmm. yeah me trying to figure out how to undo the truck I bought last year <laughs> being like, it's not like I'm mad because it, you know, there was lots of purpose there and everything like that. It was like, I was given the gift of being like, well, if you're going to do something like that, I guess we're going to make it like, you know, all right. But I see now, you know, like that whole like forcing and forcing, and there were some things I tried to force to happen that didn't, you know, no matter how, and I was trying so hard. And I mean, Grace knows that in the last year it was just like, I'm going to make, this happened and I need to. And, and it was all this survival mode and all of this, you know, just really not like trusting and, yeah. and, and it burned me out. And then as mm -hmm. soon as I let go, as soon as I was just like, okay, 
like I clearly, it, I mean, it wasn't with, I didn't do it with like the loving that I would do now, but because I was just like, clearly you don't know what you're doing. You know, like, just give up. Right? Like, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, what do I want? You know, it was like, it was like, it opened the door for just being like, well, you might as well dream if you're not going to get anything done. And then, you know, you watch like kind of the things come to you and just being like, oh, okay, I guess I'm really glad now that all those things I was trying to force happen didn't happen because that wouldn't have been good really. And, you know, just kind of knowing so that, you know, that makes sense to me. And it, it in, in hearing that, it's like a good reminder for me, like to just be like that. It's, it's not necessarily because people tell you like, if you're not doing and you're not moving and if you're not, if you're, if you're not in motion, then, you know, you're never going to get where you're going. And, and like, that always is the opposite for me. When I try to push things, it, it doesn't work that way. I just need to like ask for it and wait, or just experience and wait and see what happens and then just go with it. Yeah, I get really, I get really up in arms when I see people like those influencers on social media who are like, if you want something, you got to make it happen. Ugh. And it's like, but motherfucker, like, what if it's not, but only 10% of us are manifestors, really only 10% of us can actually do that energetically. Like, ah, oh, that's such bad advice, because that is going to send so many people like, there is like, just saying it that way makes us feel like we need to initiate. We need to push. We got to grind. We got to hustle. You know, I'm a Capricorn. So I used to hear stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I got to go. I'm going to do all the stuff. <sighs> and, uh, and then it was like literal poison for me. And it almost like completely destroyed my life. So it was like, and that's why I'm like so grateful to human design because I thought as a Capricorn, I need to be like, creating and building and scaling and climbing that ladder and it was like oh actually that's mm, i need to look at it from a totally different lens because yeah. i'm a projector i'm not made for that yeah. i'm not the ceo grace is you know like she's the dictator of the group <laughs> she's here to lead the countries <laughs> dude I would probably, while my human design may say I'd be a leader, I don't know how good of a leader I would be. I would be like, nap time is essential. Like, getting rid of daylight savings time. Grace for president, 2024. Like, anybody that hates another person needs to be put on an island somewhere. No, just kidding. I'm just like... All to Australia. Yeah. All the bad people to Australia. Right? I don't know why we stopped doing that. And not just Australia, the inner Australia where nobody lives, that nothing can survive. Exactly. It's my villain era. I love it so much. So yeah, it's just, in a nutshell, you want to make sure that you're responding. And then when you do respond, you're checking in with that emotional authority, giving yourself time to feel it out, not think it out. Yeah. That's going to be your motto. Oh, the ultimate motto of the solar plexus is there is no truth in the now. And I love it so much. Wow. For you, there is no truth in the now. Oh, I like that. Get yeah, that I'll tattooed in on all of your limbs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right here so you see it every morning yeah. <laughs> right like i do need some new ink so mm -hmm. 
there is no truth in the now for you. And that's okay. You know, some of us are meant to like me and Grace are live, or we are here to be in the moment at all times. And we need to be hyper aware of everything or else something might eat and kill us because we're splenic authorities oh, and everything's through the lens of like, am I going to die? Yeah. <laughs> Literally how my brain acts at every moment of the day. We're all going to die. <laughs> oh, if I do that, I'm definitely going to die. So we have to be hyper alert and we have to be in the now. And then other people like you are like, no, I'm going to take my time with everything. So such a Libra mood. and I want it you know and I feel like like you were talking about like up here tells me like don't do that you're not supposed to do that that's not what you're supposed to do but when I'm when I don't act from that it's it's like inner chaos for me like I'm not happy and 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 I end up you know like I feel like no matter what I try to do I always end up going back somehow it just becomes Mm. like a mess instead of just letting it be from the beginning how it is right. you know and that's the thing that's like the whole point of human design like i said is getting you out of your head because our head it's the reason why it's shit at making decisions for us is because it can see too many angles yeah. it has too much access to all of the information and there's no way that we can ever really fully know what's best when there's just more things to uncover And so that's why we have those inner authorities to bypass the brain and be like, okay, yes, there's all of this information, but how do I feel at my core? How does it actually like, how does it actually relate to me as an individual? Because that's ultimately what matters more than anything else is how it's going to affect you on an energetic level. So, so yeah. Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I mean, Vanessa, does it, do you feel like there are things or things that you're constantly pushing against yourself or saying you need to do or figure out or change? Do you feel like you have some that can, you can just put down now? Like, you're like, that's just who I am. And I'm here to embrace that part of me. Like, yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it really does feel that way. And I feel like I've been leaning toward like, it's like, you want to hear that, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, like I was saying before, trying all the other ways it doesn't work you get so frustrated and you're like i just want permission to be this way because it feels like this is what i can't stop from happening you know like this is this is how i am who i am um and it kind of takes it takes away you know that 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 programming of of responsibility for things that i don't need to be responsible for you know um things that don't matter right like that i've made matter things that that you know like i i think have to be a certain way and it's like why why does it have to be that way it doesn't actually matter yeah really you know like bring bring, you know i feel like i'm constantly doing this big world small world big world small world so yeah that's beautiful yay i'm so glad so much yeah and this is i always like to tell people this is literally scraping the surface you know, like there is, as Grace knows, there's so much deeper to go and it's endless, it's a bottomless pit. Rabbit hole. Um, ultimate rabbit hole. So, um, so yeah, there is always more to know, but I, again, I, the other thing I always tell people is you will never have access to the rest of you. Like, even if you go and learn literally everything there is to know about your human design, you'll never have access to all of that person 
if you're not following your strategy and your authority. So yeah, you can know everything, but you can't do anything with that information until you're following your strategy and your authority. And then at that point, you actually still don't have to do anything with the energy because it naturally just comes out. It's not for you to like, like, oh, here it is. Now I get to use it. It's like, no, it's just, it's always there and it's always waiting. It's just waiting for you to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. This is just an explanation of what is happening. Mm-hmm. Like just how it, how it goes. Right? Great. Like, if you just let it go, this is how it goes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, get out of your own way. It's like stuck here all the time. Like I'm always just get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just surrender. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was fascinating. I love this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you so I much. Could do yeah. this all the time, like all day, like just talk about this stuff because I find uh-huh. it so fascinating. But thank you, Catherine, for being here, mm-hmm. for sharing your light and sharing your shadow and sharing all the parts of you and everything that you embody and helping us embody ourself and all the parts of us because I think that that type of mission is is a big one. And I think that those who understand that how powerful this can be in their lives, when they, when they connect with that and, and want to know more, that's when it's like, Oh, there's so many things I have let go of just because it's, it's not like, I've always tried to force myself to be very social. I'm not a social being. I can't, I am with the people that I love and the people I connect with and feel safe with but I am not going to force myself to go out there and try to make friends from like, I can't do it. I have no ability. Like I do, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm doing it because the people said you need to be more social. <laughs> like, so, And I just adore you, Catherine. And I mm-hmm. adore you angels. Thank you for watching. We hope that you learn something. We hope that you get curious Please make sure if you want to know more about your human design, you go to katherinemcmains.com. It's in the comments. The link is, so just click it. And she has many different offerings as well as human design, as well as shadow embodiment and many different things in her store. So check out her website and we thank you for being here. We love you guys. We'll probably see you soon. You know, we always do kind of a Halloween-y live reading type of thing. So maybe we'll do that in a couple weeks, but can just have a great weekend have a fun eclipse like just take time for yourself breathe rest and just allow that's the only thing i can tell you to do is allow don't try to force the stone up the hill just let it happen and greet whatever shows up and know that this is a transition and this is a time for you to understand more about you like human design in order to create a life of your choosing in order to create something that makes you joyful and happy and these moments show up to help us understand what's preventing that what's preventing us from seeing and being in our complete balance of our light and our shadow so just take everything with just a breath and we'll see you on the other side of it take care good night everybody good night If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further, 
through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.